everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Poppin' Off. About pop culture, I'm your host Maggie. And it's me, Steven. And last week we had to take a little bit of a break because I was really tired and sorry about it. <laughs> but we're, we're back this week and with the brand, well, obviously with a brand new episode, with a jam-packed episode all about new music, movies, and some Britney Spears news as always. So, let's get into it. New Adele music. Hello. Hi. So Hello. exciting. <laughs> that was that pun intended? Actually, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, let's just talk about how iconic Adele is. Because the fact that she had, what was it, like six or seven billboards? In a, like, that was it. And they just had the number 30. And we all knew what that meant. And everyone was like, okay, yeah, Adele. There you are. I know. Like, how do you just get that? There's very few people who could do that. I was actually, like, thinking of that earlier. Like, I feel like Beyonce could put up, like, a B. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, okay, Beyonce. I don't think anyone else could do that. Um, maybe Taylor Swift could do something. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. That would, Her fans do know things very... Her fans... I can't get They know things, yeah. <laughs> anyway, just the iconicity of Adele. Like... A number just identifies her. That's insane. I know. And I, I am glad, though, that she's, like, keeping with the theme of uh, titling her albums after the age that she was or is when she recorded the records. So... It makes sense for her I'm... brand. Yeah. Yes. Jinx, I guess. <laughs> makes <laughs> sense for her brand. Um, I'm glad she's continuing it, like you said. Um, she said it's going to be a sad album. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know what? These girlies with their divorce albums, I mean... <sighs> yeah. Oof. Oh, it's going to be so good. She said it's a lot about self-destruction. I saw her say that. Yeah, so she just did an interview with, I think, British Vogue. And mm-hmm. she was basically just talking about, like, how her past music, she was always, like, the songs are always blaming other people. Like, you mm-hmm. did this, you did that, fuck you. And then yeah. she said that, like, over the course of recording this album, she basically just had, like, a self-reflection moment. And she was like, oh, man, I'm, like, the common denominator in all these failed relationships. So, I don't know, I guess she's taking accountability, maybe, or just realizing that maybe she's the toxic one? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, and I don't think it's that she's, like, necessarily toxic, but, like, she's she's, she's not the only, like, there's not only one person to blame. Like, a relationship yeah. is two-sided, you know? Right, right. And love is two-sided, so, mm-hmm. like, you can't just always blame the other person. So I'm interested in that kind of growth, and... yeah. Ooh, she always makes some good ones. I saw people online complaining that it was going to be slow. It's like, what did you expect from her? I saw that too. <laughs> people were like, what do you think she's going to do? Break out some choreography? Like, this is not Beyonce. No. Adele is just would, someone who it could It wouldn't stand- make sense. Yeah, no. Just because she lost 100 pounds does not mean she's going to reinvent her entire branding. She's just someone who could stand there and belt it out and everyone bows down to her. And I love that. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's just going to be great. People think that the, well, okay, the first single is coming out next next Friday. Next Friday, okay. And then people think that the album is coming out on November 19th because 11 plus, wait, yeah, 11 plus 19 equals 30. Oh, and that's a Friday, I'm assuming? Yes. This album pretty much always come out on Fridays. Yeah. Huh, that would be... That Smart. Would make sense too. Yeah. Wow, people really be thinking of everything. 
I know. I just take like, whatever the internet tells me. I know. Like, <laughs> who has the time to sit there and analyze all this stuff? I find it so amazing. I know. And I just read it. I'm like, oh, you, you're right. Yeah, right. I know. I just take it for what it is. <laughs> and she confirmed that she's not going to have any features, which good. I, I kind of like, too. Like, she doesn't need anyone. Has she ever done a feature or, like, collabed with someone? Um, not on 25. I don't remember. I don't think 21 either. Okay. Maybe 19 had something. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't I remember. I guess I don't know her deep tracks that well. Yeah, like, I've listened to all of her albums, but I don't listen to them, like, all the time. Right, like, I'm not going right. back and listening a bunch. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't think either Maggie or I are, like, big Adele stands, but, like, we still love her. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not, like, sitting there listening to Adele's entire album. I mean, I probably will for this one. Oh, definitely. But, yeah, I usually just, like, know the songs that are popular. Yeah. And, sorry, don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Yeah, because, like, I haven't been, like, anxiously awaiting her return, like some people have on the internet. Yeah. But, like, now that she's back, I'm like, all right, let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> no, it, it literally, yeah. Like, I I don't want to say I could have gone my, I could, like, go my entire life without hearing another Adele album again. But I wasn't, like you said, like, anticipating this. I was yeah. like, okay, when it comes, it comes, and I'll listen to it and be excited. But, like, now I am anticipating it. I'm pretty yeah. excited to hear this new song. I'm pretty excited, Because do you remember when Hello dropped? Yes. I think the world stopped. The world literally froze, and everyone listened to and watched that music video at the exact same time. Yeah, everyone and their uncle. <laughs> yep. No, literally. I remember just, like, scrolling through Twitter, and it was like, Adele, new music, right now. And I was like, well, I, I have to watch this video and <laughs> yeah. listen to Yeah, song. why was it so urgent? I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, before that, I mean, she was obviously really big, and she won a bunch of Grammys for 21. But I still was like... Yeah, it's Adele, and she has an amazing voice, and whatever, but I don't know. It's just, like, 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 rabid. Yeah, there's something, like, magnetic about it, and I don't know why. I know. I don't know. I love that, though. I kind of wish she just dropped her song. That would have been so dramatic. I know. But she this says, 30 was even more iconic, I feel like. I, I think so, too. Just, like, the random 30s all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, very excited for new Adele. Hopefully that album really does come out when they're saying it will. With the internet saying it will. I mean, regardless, we still get a single. Like, True. it's coming. She said there's going to be an album. It's not like she's just releasing a single, so. Yes. Okay, Adele. We'll see you when we see you. We'll see you when we see you. <laughs> okay, moving on to the Super Bowl halftime performers have been announced. Okay, before I before we get into, like, who's actually performing, I just want to say I was so... Me and Stephen were both so afraid it was going to be Ed Sheeran. Yeah, we were quaking in our boots. Because, like, his song Shivers is... It's, like, the, the official song of, like, Thursday Night Football or something. I don't know. I really try not to pay attention to football. Everything I know about football is against know. my will. Yeah, that was against my will. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. So it's not going to be Ed Sheeran. But we do have Dr. Dre... Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar are all headlining the Super Bowl halftime show. And most of them are from L.A., which is where the Super Bowl is going to be held. And I just, I feel like this is very interesting. I, usually it's just like one person being announced or like one artist or band being announced that's going to headline the Super Bowl and then like some surprise guests along the way. Yeah. But to announce, like, all these people at once, I feel like, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, I'm interested. 
I know. I'm very intrigued. This is not what I expected. And also just because um, the Super Bowl halftime performers are, like, whoever picks them has to pick a performer that, like, maybe they're not totally family-friendly, but they can make a show that is family-friendly. That's what I was going to say, yeah. And these people are not really family-friendly. No. Listen to Kim by Eminem or Love the Way You Lie or, like, literally any Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre song. Yeah. (laughs) Kendrick Lamar, I mean, he just, like, swears or whatever. He doesn't have any, like, violent songs. But (laughs) at least that I can think of at the moment. And neither does Mary J. Blige. I'm excited for her the most. But I could have guessed that's, that. That's exactly. Like, this should be obvious. Yeah. Mary J could bring the whole roof down in that entire stadium. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and she will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they're still going to have any other collaborators come out. I feel like this is it. Yeah. Do you think? Okay. Because that's, like, already a lot of star power on that stage. But I don't... I don't know if it's going to be, like, are they all going to do something together? Or it's going to be, like, Dr. Dre goes and then it pans over to Snoop Dogg and then maybe they'll, like, come together and then Eminem comes out and then, like, yada, yada, yada. So I feel like it's going to be very separate. I do, too, And then at the end they'll all maybe come out and yeah. do something. I mean, the like, only people that I know that have collabed are obviously Eminem and Dr. Dre. Right. So... Kendrick and Eminem definitely haven't. No. Snoop? I don't know. I don't think so. At least not with Eminem. Maybe with Dr. Dre? Yeah. Because they, they kind of like came up around yeah. the same time. So... And, yeah, Mary J. She could have collabed with all of them. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This is very interesting. It's going to be... To have all these rappers. It's like such a flip. Yeah, right? And just one, like, vocalist. Yeah. That's why. That's what I mean. I'm like, are they going to bring out maybe, like, one or two more people? I don't like know. Like, who features on their songs or something. Yeah. Yeah. And before anyone gets excited, Rihanna will not be there because she said that she will not do the Super Bowl halftime show because of what they did to Colin Kaepernick, and I cannot blame her. So... I know. A little upset, but, like, also I can't be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a little salty because... Like, she would have already done a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. two years ago, she was the choice. Yeah. Right? She said she's been asked, like, multiple times. Yeah. But she was As like, she should. <laughs> right. I know. I know. And she would have killed. I know. Fuck the NFL for what they did to Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle about it. Yeah, the only time I watched the Super Bowl was for the halftime show, so. And The weekend did a really good job last, or this past Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not like disinterested about this, but I'm not excited. Like well, I feel like it could go either way. Like it could be really good or really bad. And it's also like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, they have just I mean all these people do, but they them especially have just like a very like niche audience. Right. Where like pretty much every halftime performer has like even if you don't really like them you know their songs yeah like you know you knew every single the weekend song that he performed true so yeah snoop dogg like i feel like he doesn't he won't people won't know his songs but he is like a personality in himself yeah like he's got so many commercials him and martha stewart have their thing going on like i feel like he's very omnipresent now (laughs) yeah so like he makes sense but also like people aren't gonna know his songs But like what song do you know besides drop it like it's hot you got me, because that's what I was going to name. Right. 
I'm sure if I, I mean, if I hear a song, I'm like, okay, that's Snoop. Yeah. But, like, I don't listen to him. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I want to talk about Casey Muskers now on SNL. I'll be completely honest, I did not watch the performances, and I don't know why, but I do know that she performed, was it both of the songs she performed naked? No. Okay. Just Ju- camera roll? Right? No, not camera roll. It was Justified. Oh, I thought she did camera roll naked, too. No. Just Justified. Okay. Um, yeah, so like Maggie said, she performed butt naked on the SNL stage, <laughs> and apparently she was the first to ever do so. Well, Which yeah. is, like, not surprising. <laughs> no, yeah, right. <laughs> but you never know. Um, <laughs> and everyone, including Casey Musgraves, was comparing it to the scene in Forrest Gump where Jenny's on stage with the guitar strumming yeah, naked. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and... I don't know if she was inspired by it, but she keeps retweeting all the posts about it, so she clearly likes the comparison. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It was very jarring, um, because her music and her voice is just so soft and, like, relaxed. Yeah. And to have her just naked, like, it didn't really fit, but it definitely made you pay attention more. Right. And it it worked. (laughs) Um, And then camera roll, she... Was she was more like laid back and comfortable looking than I've ever seen her because she's always like dressed to the nines. I feel like yeah. unless I like see her in paparazzi photos, she was just wearing like pants and like a crop top flannel, and that's oh. very not Casey Musgraves. She's very glitter glam oh, yeah. dress like makeup, and it was very laid back, and it really fit with camera roll. I really liked it, and she was sitting at a table by herself. And, like, her silhouette was on the wall. And then across from her was, like, um, like a, not a hologram, but, like, a graphic on the wall of, like, a man sitting there. Mm. And it was, like, some sort of artwork photo set she was inspired by. So it was, like, she was talking to somebody, but she was really alone. And I think it really added to the camera roll feeling, like, she was looking through these memories. I got chills. Yeah. (laughs) I need to go back and watch this. What's wrong with me? Yeah, because (laughs) camera roll is just, like, a devastating song. I don't know if how you guys haven't listened to this. If you're listening to this podcast, we talked about Casey Muskers how many times in a row. So listen to the album if you haven't. Or at least watch her SNL performances. So Camerol is about her host relationship looking through her camera roll and just like getting flashbacks and like being haunted by the memories and the pictures of her and her ex and all the times they shared. Which never been in a relationship like that, so can't really relate, but I'm sure it's difficult. Yeah. And so she chose to perform that, like, really sad song at SNL, and it was really beautiful. I'm kind of surprised she did camera roll, because Justify makes sense. It's, like, the leading single. Yes. And then I feel like Breadwinner would have been the other choice. Yeah. Because it's upbeat. Yeah, right. Camera roll was an interesting choice, but and the way you're describing it, um, yeah. chills. <laughs> and it's very interesting that she was the person to kick off SNL season. Okay, but the thing is, I before like literally did literally the day before it was announced, I was just thinking to myself that Casey Musgraves should do SNL because mm-hmm. this is the first time performing there, right? I'm pretty sure. Okay, I was I was like, yeah, this would be like the perfect time. This is like her best album yet. She's very popular now. She should do it. And then the next day, I, I manifested this for her. I'll just take all the credit. She was announced that that. She was going to perform on Yeah, episode. it's like, it's not surprising that she was on, but the fact that she was the first show back, like, usually yeah. it's, like, the biggest star. Yeah. So, like, my mind went to Lil Nas X, but he just did it. 
Yeah, he closed it. Yeah, right? so, he like, closed last season. obviously he's not going to do it again. Yeah. But, yeah, good for her. I love that for her. I'm, I'm kind of sad that she's, like, not doing a huge tour for this album, or maybe she will eventually. Yeah, I know. I couldn't make it to either of her. Like, her closest shows were Toronto. Can't really go to Canada, so. Yeah. Mm. And then Cleveland. And it was, like, on a night where, like, I have class that's, like, mandatory and can't make it, so. Clash, smash, whatever. <laughs> I will not be seeing Casey Musgraves yet again. That's so sad. Ugh. I'll see her eventually. Yeah, She's not we'll done with music. <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get there. Okay, moving on to Pitchfork. Okay, if you guys know what Pitchfork is, it is a publication that reviews music Albums, singles, artists, whatever. And Pitchfork always has a unique perspective (laughs) when they critique music. And recently they went back and re-reviewed albums and EPs and singles and stuff. And the only one that I remember seeing was that they went went back and re-reviewed the Room Vroom EP by Charlie XCX. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? These people at Pitchfork gave it four point five. That's originally, it. and then they moved it up to a seven point eight, which is like really good in Pitchfork yeah. terms. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like Maggie said, Pitchfork is the the music magazine and like publication that every music lover loves to hate. <laughs> so true. And like TBH, more than most people, I like agree with them like seventy five percent of the time. I mean, like not the exact number, or not, but like I feel like. What people don't realize is that the person who writes the review isn't the person giving the number. So, like, that's why it kind of disconnects. Because, like, the number is, like, a lot of the people who work at the magazine will vote. Okay, And, like, give it a 10, a 9, an 8. And then they average the scores. Yeah. So people will be like, well, they didn't really have anything to blame but only gave it a 7. It's like, well, because they're not the ones that are giving it the score. Because it would be weird to give one person that power, you know? That is true. That makes sense. Probably the same at, like, Rolling Stone. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Rolling Stone, they, like, always vote on the 100 best songs of all time or whatever. Yeah. Of the year, yeah. Yeah, so... They also... So, yeah, they did the Charlie XCX one, which was really notable. The other one, which I think might be more notable, was Born to Die. So... If you know Born to Die by Lana Del Rey, that had people in a chokehold in 2012. (laughs) Um... And Pitchfork originally, like, when it came out, gave it a 5.5. And they changed it this past week to a 7.8, which is also a really big jump. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I was, like, reading their reasons for changing things. And, like, basically they're just, like, I kind of like and don't like that they change things. Because, like, I feel like it's, like, they're, like, rewriting their own history. Just say you were behind the times. Yeah. Because, like, yes, they're saying they were behind the times, because with Charlie XCX, they're like, we didn't really understand what she was doing. They basically were like, we thought she was making, like, bad music on purpose or something. It's like, they were kind of, like, criticizing her in their compliments, but they're like, but we realized she was way ahead of her time, and she actually knows exactly what she's doing. Like, no, duh. Oh. So, like, (laughs) Charlie was, like, like sharing, like, memes and stuff about the review. Because, yeah. like, they're kind of, like, complimenting her, but also being, like, yeah, we really hated you back then. <laughs> Same with Lana. Like, yeah. basically, they were, like, yeah, um, everyone kind of likes to hate her, so we kind of did, too. Because <laughs> like, I feel like teenage <laughs> girls really liked Lana Del Rey at that time, and they were, like, above that. 
yeah, I, I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like Pitchfork is, like, kind of harsh in their critiques. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, sometimes they really go in on people. Yeah, for no reason. I know. They went in on Lord. Did they? For which Yeah, did you read Lord? her for Solar Lord? Power? If no. you read the article, I feel like it's mean. <laughs> I feel personally attacked by it. Okay, well, I Their review I was, a, they gave her a 6.8, which is, like, good. That's yeah, fine. fine. Like, I gave, what do we say, like, 7.5, 7? 7. Yeah. So, like, it's close to what we gave, and we're, like, Lord Stan, so. Yeah. But, like, the the person who wrote the article was mean. And I think it's really important to, con- to talk about when they did these re-reviews, they gave some people lower scores. Wait, like who? <laughs> um, I don't remember all of the... I don't even remember. But I saw people going from, like, nines to, like, fives. Oh, my God. Isn't that Wait. insane? <laughs> I can, like, look up the whole list in a second. See, like, that's mean. Yeah, right? That's so unnecessary. <laughs> that's so mean. Um... Liz Fair, who I really like, um, she got her album rescored from a 0.0. They gave her a 0 before, what? and now it's a 6.6. How do you give someone a 0? Come right? on. Um, so I'm looking at the list. There was a lot of, like, not really notable people. There was a Strokes album that they bumped up a lot. I mean, the Strokes are pretty iconic. They gave a Prince album a 5.8, and now it's a 7.8. Okay. It's like, leave it alone. I know. Oh, Grimes. Miss Anthropocene. They gave it an 8.2, and now it's a 6.9. <sighs> Which is more fair, because that album's not that good. <laughs> I've never listened. Um, Big Boy. They gave him a 9.2 originally, and now he's a 7.7. <laughs> oh my god. Like, not that this stuff matters in the grand scheme of things, but, but that's like, gotta be so harsh. I know! It's like, this came out like 10 years ago, and I now know. you're shitting on me. I know. That's yeah, Daft funny. Punk. They gave an album a 6.4, now it's a 10. That's not shocking to me. Yeah. So, it's just, like, really bizarre. Like, I don't know if I like what they're doing. Because, like... Oh, I like it if you're going to, like, boost the scores. But I don't like it if you're going to just tear people down. See, that's so mean. <laughs> Why can't you just leave it alone? Yeah. It's, like, weird that they did this all in a, in a row. Um, and what Pitchfork also does, every Sunday, I believe, they they might do a couple or just one a week. I'm not sure where they look at an album that they never scored before and give it a score. And this last week, they scored Animal by Kesha, and they gave it a 7.3. Oh, I love that. Right? Good. As, 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 it, as it deserves. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who are they going to be like, they gave it a 2.5? <laughs> yeah, I like, I don't take Pitchfork's reviews that seriously necessarily, because like, I have other things to worry about in my life. <laughs> but I usually like reading the reviews and like I trying to see where they're coming from and stuff. Even though we just were like, they're so mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we don't always see that eye to eye, but, like, it's all opinion, so. Yeah, true, true. All right, Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to the Savage Fenty fashion show, the third installment. Oh, my God. Um, Normani, are you fucking kidding me? Are you actually kidding me? Yeah, that's the only part of the Fenty show I really watched, so I can talk about this. Okay, well, I, I, I'm, like, speechless about it. Just say what you want. Yeah, she, I, her video, or that clip of her that I watched was just, like, out of this world. I just don't get how she does it. And I think we talked about, I don't know if we talked about this before, or just me and you, like, outside of the podcast, but, like... Normani's always, like, trending for these moments. 
But then I feel like people just ignore her after that. That's so true. Like, okay, I, I'm i pretty sure she was lip, lip syncing, which is fine. Yeah. But she was literally doing, like, handstands and, like, bending over backwards and just, like, like contorting her body in, like, such weird ways that, like, a normal human being could not do and, like, still performing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fashion show. She doesn't need to sing. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure everyone there was lip syncing and that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um... But, oh, my God, I just, she floors me all the time. I don't know how she's not this, like, well, actually, I mean, she's got to have, like, the music to go with it. And, like, I feel like once her album comes out, her momentum will pick up again. I hope so. Even though she should have kept with it after Motivation because Motivation was huge. Yeah, she's two years late on an album. Yeah. that's a whole other conversation. She opened for Ariana Grande and whatever, but... (laughs) yeah Yeah. that was the perfect time you opening for one of the biggest pop stars in the world release your album okay anyway Anyway, (laughs) let's talk more about the fashion show (laughs) we're gonna (laughs) sidetrack um yes the sandwich fenty show i mean we all know that rihanna is like so big on representation and just showcasing all body types and skin colors and just people from like all walks of life and I just, I love that. I love it so much. And I don't know why other brands aren't doing it. Like, the the way people feel when they watch and they see these people in the fashion shows or, like, online when they're buying something is so important. Like, there's, like, I think it's really important that she showcases, like, plus-size men especially, and I know that, like, you know, start off as, like, a lingerie line that's women, for women. But when she came out with this men's line to go with it, and then she started showcasing plus-size men and, you know, all the different body types that men have, it's not talked about enough how, you know, men also feel the pressure to conform to a certain body type. Yeah. And Rihanna is throwing out all those stereotypes, and I love it! It's something for everyone. And, like... Yeah, like you said, I don't see many things for men, and I'm not going to pretend like it's the biggest issue in the world if we don't see it all the time, mm-hmm. but it is nice to see it, and it men is. do wear lingerie, too. Yeah. All her, like, men's stuff looked really comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and Teresa Vaughn was in the fashion show, and I did not oh. know that. <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures. Love <laughs> him. I, thought, I didn't know. It was just, like, a little baby Teresa Vaughn walking out. He is a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just... And, I mean, obviously... All the pieces looked so good. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had the money to buy them all, every single piece. Oh, another performer was Bia, who sings the song, or raps the song, Whole Lot of Money. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Bodega song. Yep. Okay, I had not heard, like, that entire song until watching the fashion show. I think I'm, like, a Bia stan now. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I just really like that song. I don't know. She also has a song called Cover Girl, which I also think that she performed. It was like a little medley thing. Okay. If I remember correctly. But, you know, just the way I sing a whole lot of money with my whole chest as if I'm not wearing, like, sheen, you know. And if we have any <laughs> bodegas around. Yeah, you know. It's if, like, my jewelry is not from Forever 21. Sorry, Bia, to disappoint you, but I don't know. I just... Uh, that song is so good (laughs) and i cannot wait to be in new york and put on all my forever 21 jewelry and go to the bodega just to go to the bodega Mm -hmm. just to go to the bodega i keep it on me so i'm feeling safer you know (laughs) 
My five dollar earrings. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't want nobody steal those. Nope, can't. Some of it's cool, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't really know how to like transition to this next topic. I, I don't even know what to say about this next topic, but it has to be said. Steven just like really, really wanted to talk about it, and I respect it. So <laughs> Shakira got attacked. Her and her one of her kids, right? Got attacked yeah. by wild boars. <laughs> Yeah. It's not funny. Her and her eight-year-old son. So she's living in Barcelona with her mans and her family. And apparently there's just like wild boars rampaging around Europe. Like. I told you, Pumbo's wild. Like COVID happened and then wild boars just took over. (laughs) Like, I don't know anything about geography, okay? So I might sound like a complete idiot. Mm -hmm. But like Barcelona's a city, right? Like a big city. You expect, yeah, Barcelona, Spain. Mm-hmm. like, there's not going to be any wild boars in New York. Right. Yeah. So, like, see, how do, what, what's going on here? Well, I know about Barcelona is from watching Cheetah Girls 2. Right. And it looked like a, a city. Right. You know, like an old city, but it didn't look like there was any place for a wild boar to be running around. Right. <laughs> I don't know. They need to make a sequel to I mean, they did make a sequel to Cheetah Girls too, <laughs> but they need to make another one when they go back to Barcelona so I can see if there's wild boars there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and they said that the wild... So, Shakira, they... Shakira said that the wild boars attacked her and then they snatched her purse and ran into the woods. So, this wild boar and, like, was just looking the, and, for some like, money? the bag was all, like, disheveled and, like, torn up. Are you broke, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't have any money. She doesn't pay her taxes, okay? She's broke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> JK, I'm sure that was a nice Super Bowl check. <laughs> oh, yeah. And her man's, like, one of the biggest soccer players in the world, so... Oh, yeah, so they could rich, pay rich. whatever the, the organization is in Spain. Yeah, but, like, I guess that the Spanish police has received a total of 1,187 calls regarding wild boar complaints what? in 2016 alone. I don't know why that data was only from 2016, but it is. (laughs) Wait. And they've gotten worse since then. What? So, like, what? What's going on? (laughs) These animals are just, like, running, like, charging people in the streets of Barcelona? I guess. What the fuck? What is going on? Yeah, when I was in Peru, I saw a wild boar in the Amazon jungle. Okay. Where you expect to see wild, carnivorous animals. (laughs) Oh? Not in the streets. Of a city. What? Yeah, so I feel like we had to bring this up. There's not much more to say. <laughs> but in addition, Shakira had a Cosmo photo shoot this past week. And she was on the cover. And she's looking great. She does. I mean, she literally really has not aged since she was, like, 16. No, her <laughs> face looks exactly the same. Like, yeah, her skin might have, like, a few wrinkles. But, like, but, like not really. for the most part, it's just, like, glowing and, like, it, she looks the same. Her body has stayed the same. That's the most impressive thing. Which is thing. amazing, yeah. Her body is the same exact shape. Because, like, yeah, people say skinny, but, like, it just looks like a different shape, Especially like, when you get kids. older. She's had two. Yeah. No. Yeah. She literally has not changed since being a teenager. Yeah, and she can still move like no other. Like, mm-hmm. her latest music video, oh, her dancing is so good. I love that. Yeah, so talented. Um, mostly unproblematic. <laughs> Except for the time she didn't pay her taxes. <laughs> okay, to her defense, 
I feel like that's not her fault. She has people taking care of their finances. I feel like it's their fault. Well, you gotta know what's going on with your own finances. <laughs> I guess. Well, because they were paying taxes on, like, one of her properties, but not her other. Because she was spending most of her time in Barcelona, but her she was listing her home as Colum- in Colombia, and she, like, never changed it, I think. So, like, she wasn't paying taxes on the house where she was residing, mostly. Wow, you really investigated this. Oh, my God, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't really care that much. I just saw that. I had, <laughs> to, defend. I had to come to her defense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was every headline. Everyone was like, oh, damn, okay. Yeah, I know, literally. But Stephen's like, okay, but why? What's going on? Like, looking up, like, all of her tax information that he can find on the internet. <laughs> Listen, I'm a fan. We were at... Um, the club last weekend, and Shakira came on, mm-hmm. not a single person cared, except for me. <laughs> that is so true. And it's fine, you know? <laughs> no shame. No shame. No shame. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Billy Eichner and his new movie that he is writing, directing, and starring in. Yeah, this, this I'm most excited to talk about this today. This is yeah. so important. Yeah, it's a really big deal because this is the first movie ever to not only, one, be written and directed by someone who's part of the LGBTQ plus community, but also to have an entire cast as part of the, as part of the community. And it's called, it's called Bros, right? Yes. And it's about... It's like a rom-com. Yeah. I think it's just people... I, th- I think it's like two gay guys are like getting a divorce or something. Yeah, and they're trying to solve the relationship issues. Yeah. And yeah, it... It's just like why it, it, I'm excited about it, but why did it take this long? I yeah, for I mean, I mean, I won't say that movies in the past haven't been entirely LGBTQ plus because maybe some people weren't out or something. Right. But like, this is the first out entire LGBTQ plus cast. Because yeah, like name any gay movie and it's straight people playing the main characters. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, recently there's a few things, but any big gay movie mm-hmm. or LGBTQ movie. Right. So, yeah, I'm very excited. I love Billy Eichner and I know that they or he was filming last night in Brooklyn. He posted about it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Took a selfie, saw yes, it. Yes, <laughs> he did. He did. Um, yeah, I ugh. I just I really love Billy Eichner. Eichner. He's just such a guy and he's so funny and I really wish everyone would get their goddamn vaccine so he can start doing Billy on the street again (laughs) I know he's such a light he's so funny he's so funny yeah I'm very excited for this movie so everyone needs to watch it please support it it needs to make money Oscar nominated and Oscar winning (laughs) please because yeah if we don't watch it they're not gonna make more movies like this I know I'm so excited. Do we know who else is part of the cast yet? Um, I saw that Dot Marie Jones is in it. She plays Coach, Coach Beast in Glee. Um, so she's a queer woman. Jim Rash, he is in Community. He plays the Dean. Simone, the drag queen. Oh, yeah, that one Drag Race last season. Okay. Um, I don't really know any of the other people that I'm looking at the list right now. That's fine. I love up-and-coming people, too. This could be, like, a chance for them to shine. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, yeah. So excited. I will be first in line to see this movie. 100%. Yeah. We don't even have a trailer yet, but I just know I'm going to love it. I know. Yeah. It has gay people in it. I'm going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Billy Eichner has like a lot riding on his shoulders, I feel like, with this, and he's not going to flub it up. No. No. Billy Eichner is like a goofball, <laughs> but he like does take his work seriously. So 
he's kind of scary when he's serious sometimes. Like when I see him getting like Twitter fights and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of scary because you're used to them being so like goofy. Yeah. Do you remember when he was getting Oscar buzz for, or saying he was getting Oscar buzz for playing Timon in The Lion King? That was my favorite thing because one person tweeted at him that he had Oscar buzz, which he absolutely did not because he was literally just voicing Timon. Um, but he literally, I think like every day for like two months straight, he would say, did you hear I'm having Oscar buzz? Or like yeah. anytime somebody would tweet something negative, he said, I don't give a fuck. I've got Oscar buzz. <laughs> so funny. And that is just the levels of like trolling yeah that i aspire to be exactly <laughs> exactly okay <laughs> speaking of anim- animated movies yeah um this one not so exciting it's kind of right now sounds like a clusterfuck <laughs> but they're making a super mario movie and Chris Pratt is going to play mario and people are really upset because he's not italian <laughs> that's so funny to me because like that's the most like the least irrelevant thing ever i feel like (laughs) who cares but just like i like why why do we need this why do we want this i have absolutely no desire for this no um yeah i just feel like a lot of people are like deciding because like first of all a lot of people hate chris pratt second of all people really love um yeah A lot of people like Super Mario, so they're, like, upset that he's voicing an iconic character. And I feel like there's been a lot of discourse lately about not just casting famous people for voiceover roles. I've seen that a lot, too. And I kind of agree. I didn't really think I cared, but people have a point. Well, why the fuck is Chris Pratt (laughs) involved in this? And Anya Taylor-Joy. She's Peach. Yeah. I, it's like, I love her. I want her to be cast and everything, but not... I don't care about this. Princess Peach? <laughs> and it's just like, they basically took all the famous comedians and put them in a movie. It's um, Charlie Day from Always Sunny, Jack Black, Seth Rogen, Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen. I feel like Jack Black is a good choice. I feel like he's a good voice He actor. makes sense, because he has a distinct voice. Yeah, and he can, like, change it. Yeah. Too. So... Jack Black, you're in. You're fine. <laughs> right? Jack Black's always in. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Black, you're always fine. This is a safe space. Unless you fuck up or something, because, you know, you can never trust a man, so. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> but I think the discourse around it is kind of important, because I agree. Like, voice actors who are just voicing in, like, tiny cartoons and stuff, like, on TV, should be given these opportunities. Yeah. They're way that better at true. voice acting. It's literally their profession, and they're yeah. being passed over by people who, like, this isn't their job. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, like you said, you, you didn't think you cared, but you kind of do the more you read about it. Right? Yeah. Like SpongeBob, like the girl who voices him, or the guy who voices him, like so iconic, right? Yeah. Like. But like, do you know their name? No. no. But like any random person couldn't do a voice as good as that, you know? Right. Like Chris Pratt can never make somebody as iconic as SpongeBob. And, like, these voice actors do so much and change their voice, and it's just going to be Chris Pratt talking as Mario. That's so fucking dumb. Stupid! <laughs> oh, man. So it's going to get a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably. Like, I didn't. I wasn't going to watch it anyway. No. But, um, yeah. It's, it's not going to be good. That is a movie I will not be first in line to see. 
Yeah, like, even before they announced the cast, I did not care. No. No interest. <laughs> no interest whatsoever. Okay. Let's move on to some Britney Spears news. <sighs> okay. J I want everyone to know that Britney is not free just yet, because it does get confusing. Britney is almost free. She, almost. There, we can see the light. But Jamie Spears has been officially suspended from her conservatorship, which is a huge deal. She is still under conservatorship, but Jamie Spears is no longer in charge of anything that happens in her life. Wasn't her lawyer that is like now a co-conservator or it's someone else? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Okay. Because it's, oh, I forgot her name, but it's like some woman who became a co-conservator like two, three years ago and who also turned out to be evil and now it's someone else. And I think it's her lawyer, but don't quote me on it. So yeah. That happened. Super excited for it. I just, oh, I just, we're so close. <laughs> I say we like I'm involved in this. Yeah. But we're so close. I know. It's, I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be good. It's, oh. I just, I feel it. Oh, I know. And she just got engaged too. Which, by the way, maybe I just like manifested this for her, but I thought she was already engaged. I thought so too. Okay, I'm glad we're I think I just assume when people are dating for a long time that they're just engaged. Well, I thought that she was, like, officially engaged, but, like, only a couple weeks ago was he proposed to her. So. Yeah, I know. I did see that. I was kind of I was like, wait, did I remember this wrong? Mandela yeah. effect? Right, see? Okay, I'm glad you feel the same because whatever. And then she just posted those pictures with her boobs out. Oh, my God. Those Classic are my Brittany. favorites. She's funny. <laughs> she just walks around holding her boobs. Yeah, all the time. Yep. As she should, okay? Yeah, why not? If that's the way that she can feel the most free, then do it. I support it. I support anything Britney Spears is doing. Oh, and she did officially announce she's done, like, with music. I did see that as well. And everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. You yeah, nobody the, cares. The way you want to. And this is what we both, like, guessed would happen. Yeah. Because she just, she needs a break. Like, I mean, and she's also just, like, been out of the game for so long like, coming back to it, I mean, she, okay, she's in great shape and blah, 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 but, like, coming back to it at 40 years old. I feel like her last hard. album wasn't that long ago. Well, I'm sorry, I talked about, like, performing. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, she last hasn't gone on, like, tour. Was, yeah. I don't know. Like, a mega tour, yeah. Yeah, was when she had that residency at Vegas, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, her last album was in 2020, which... Who knew? Oh, I was thinking that was like 2018 in my head. No, it was last year. Yeah, I remember that coming out. I listened to it. Yeah. Not her best work, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we I mean, still love you. She was absolutely fucking miserable, miserable making it, so... <laughs> yes. Yeah, she probably was just trying to fill out her contract. Exactly. So, very excited for Britney. We are almost there. Um, I do want to touch on, though, like... All these new documentaries that are coming out, like there's one on Netflix that just came out. You said there's going to be another one on Hulu. Or it's like a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I just like don't really, under really understand all these unauthorized documentaries that are coming out. Because even Britney Spears is like, you guys are like kind of getting the information wrong. <laughs> Which like that always happens, obviously. Yeah, but it's, but it's like, just disrespectful. Like why so many though? Like you're telling the same story just using like different words and getting different interviews. It's... Okay, so everyone's criticizing this conservatorship because we're not giving her freedom, we're taking her speech away from her, we're talking for her, but, like, you're kind of doing the same thing when you're putting these documentaries out. You're profiting off of her. 
Right. Like, without her consent. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's different, but, like, it's kind of the same overarching idea mm -hmm. that you're profiting off the mishappenings and the misfortunes of this poor woman. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let her be. And I, I do believe, though, that once all this conservatorship nonsense is over, she will tell her own story from her own perspective and her own words. So I think everyone just needs to hang on for a little bit longer. We have we already have documentaries to hold us over. We oh, don't she's going to have a book. There's going to be a book. Well, uh, people think she's going to do like a sit-down interview with Oprah. With Somebody like that, at least. Yeah. I would love that. Yes. So, oh my God. I'm just, yes. When I heard the news, I was like, oh my God. This is a huge victory. Because there were so many times where I was just like, like obviously trying to stay positive and root for her. But then it was like, we took two steps forward, just take like five back. Mm-hmm. But this is a huge deal. So we're almost there. How many times am I going to say that? We're almost there. <laughs> Not there yet. Almost. Almost there. But we're very excited. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, let's get into our toast and our roast. You can go first. Okay. Um, My roast goes to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Yes! I support it! <laughs> she doesn't even know why I'm roasting him, but she supports it. I agree. It. Um, basically, because he's on The Voice, and I don't want that. He, he, he's he's, he's like going to be the, the mega mentor. Yeah, the mega mentor. What, what the fuck Which, is that? I'm sick. God. <laughs> like, The Voice is a show that my family and I watch together every Monday and Tuesday, and it's just like a family thing. It's nice. It's relaxing. Laid-back show. Love the music. Love the coaches. Especially Ariana this year. And... I have to, the next two weeks, Camila Cabello's on there. Then after that, Ed Sheeran. Can I get a break? This oh. is my free time. This is my family time. We that just like to chill out space. at the end of the day and watch some lighthearted show where people's dreams come true. <laughs> and now I have to see Ed Sheeran on it. God. Uh, like. I'm so sorry. Why? Mm-hmm. And him and Elton John are doing a Christmas song together. Yeah, do you see my tweet? Yeah. Stay away from him. <laughs> I'm so upset. Elton John's like collabing with anybody these days. I mean, it's fine. He can do whatever he wants. But I just know Elton John is really important to you. And to have this man uh, come so on the scene. He's so important to me. Well, because he, Elton John is all about like uplifting young new artists. Like that's what he's been about for years. So like when Shawn Mendes was new, he was like all about him. Greta Van Fleet, he helped them get famous um SZA he helped perform with and like now he's been with Dua Lipa and Lil Nas X and he's just trying to like uplift young voices and um Ali Alexander from years and years Rina Sawayama Rina Sawayama like he's just continuously uplifting the voices of these young people so like that all these collaborations make sense he's basically like why not like because his name on a track is going to make it a little bit more famous and like get to a different crowd and Ed Sheeran doesn't need that no this doesn't make sense to me Oh my god, I just, oh, I want Ed Sheeran to go away, y'all. Yeah, it probably does make sense, I'm just irritated about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're both British. Well, yeah. So? And, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. God, okay. <laughs> really irritated about it. Anyway, in more exciting news, my toast goes to Tom Daly. This is my second toast to Tom Daly. Who would have thought? Oh my god, it is! <gasps> I just, I realized that in this moment. Yeah, oh my god. Wouldn't and this you... is full circle, too. It... Oh, okay, keep going. Okay, so my first host, obviously, was the Tom Daly and knitting that sweater for his dog. 
my new toast is to Tom Daly knitting the Harry style sweater. And you, all you Harrys out there know the sweater we're talking about. If you don't look it up, it's a masterpiece. Literally look up Harry Styles cardigan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it will come right up and you'll, you'll know it. And Tom Daly knitted it, crocheted it, whatever you do. And so sweet. And he gave the internet exactly what we wanted, what we needed. Love that. That's why he gets the toast today, you know? Mm-hmm. Just doing it for the people. I, he really is for the people. Because he could have bought one, but he knitted it. That's so cute. They're expensive to buy. I looked at them on, like, Etsy and stuff. People are charging, like, between $200 and $300. I mean, I'm not going to say he's rich, rich, but, like, he can afford that. Yeah. He's a gold medal winner. Yeah, he is. So he got sponsorships and stuff. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. But that's still not cheap. No, not for a girly like me who wants one. <laughs> Tom Daly, send it over. I'll give you my address. Yeah. DM me. <laughs> We're probably about the same size. <laughs> I think he's a. I think he's a little smaller, like stature wise. Yeah, wise. he's probably shorter. Yeah, he seems like a small guy. I wear medium men's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to keep out all your measurements? <laughs> I mean, just my shirt size. <laughs> He doesn't need to know my waist. That's a little TMI. It's a little TMI. <laughs> okay. All right. My roast goes to Bethany Frankel. Boo! Boo, Bethany Frankel. Okay. I've always had mixed feelings about Bethany Frankel. I think that she was great TV during her time on The Real Housewives of New York. And whatever. I found her very entertaining. Blah, blah, blah. But Okay. On her podcast called Just Be, she made the worst, well, not the worst, but, like, some really awful transphobic comments about, well, okay, it starts with her talking about how she was, like, in a Zoom or something with, like, other parents from her daughter's school, and they went through the whole, like, rigmarole of, you know, introducing yourself, saying your pronouns and stuff, and then she said that her daughter had to do it at her school, like, during attendance, say your name, your pronouns, and she was, like, confused as to why her daughter had to do that, and, like, she was concerned because, you know, her daughter was like, well, I don't know what mine are, like, who am I, it's never come up. Okay, because your daughter's, like, 10, and if she's never thought about it before, that's fine, but you can explain to her that your pronouns are what you identify as, he, his, she, her, they, them. It's really not that difficult. And especially like around 10 years old is like when you can like really start to grasp grasp that For idea. sure. So if she was confused about it and like didn't want to ask her teacher why they did it, why couldn't she just like sat her down and been like, well, because some people don't identify with certain pronouns and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, her, if her daughter ever watches her on her TV show, I'm sure there's a lot more harder things to explain to her daughter uh, than this. Yeah. Like the fact <laughs> that her dad literally stalked Bethany. Okay. Whatever. Right. There's I'll way like... more important things that she needs <laughs> to explain <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So then she gets into, um how her daughter went to this, like, all-girls camp. And there was a child there that was a trans girl that was a part of this all-girls camp. And the quote is, it's an all-girls camp and a person with a penis who identifies as a girl went to the camp and went to the camp and was in the bunk with the girls. And the girls saw her because it's her because it's a male anatomy by identifying as a woman. So the other girls saw a penis. They're 9, 10 years old, so the parents obviously weren't happy. And then she goes on to say that she heard that the, the 
this trans child was making out with a lot of different girls at the camp. And she was just like so disgusted by it. Like she could not believe that this child was allowed to be around these girls. And okay, did these girls really see this child's private, private parts? I don't know. Right. That's what I was saying. That's weird. Is that true? That, like, maybe. Why, though? And maybe, but like, I, I just don't, I just don't understand like why you can't just have conversations. Yeah, I agree. And this whole thing about the girl making out with other girls. Also okay, homophobic. Probably not. <laughs> also homophobic as well. Yeah, True. Transphobic and homophobic. Yeah, and you know, if they were, I don't know, they're like 9, 10 years old. That's just like what kids do. I don't know. Bethany Frankel, do you know watch Big Mouth? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the trans girl at the summer camp. Yes. Whole storyline. Uh-huh, yep. And Seth Rogen's character really likes her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure this child was not going around being like, look at me, I have a penis, not a vagina, but I'm still a girl. I don't think that's what went on. I just the they were probably that... just like maybe they just like felt comfortable enough to just like change their clothes real quick and that's it because I don't know that's just like what girls do girls get naked in front of each other <laughs> I don't know but the idea that like that the idea that it's like so repulsing is what gets me that somebody's private parts yeah are bothering you that much and you're talking about in a, a non-sexualized way yeah and you're talking about a ten-year-old child mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, ugh, it's gross. Yeah, and she, like, doubled down on everything, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, she was like, I'm not apologizing for it because I feel the way I feel. But this is just, like, the time where you sit your daughter down and you're like, listen, there are some people out there who don't identify with the gender that they were born as or the sex that they were born as. So they want to be the opposite of that. And, you know, all these things happen. They take hormones and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the... The anatomy doesn't always match the identity and blah, blah, blah. Like, just have a conversation that a 10-year-old can comprehend. I just, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's constantly this narrative with transphobia about your genitals. Yeah. Like, what genitals you have. And that they're, like, over-sexualizing this child. Like, like the, yeah. the, that they're, like, like predatory. Right. This girl just wanted to go to the summer camp with all the other girls. Seriously. And, like, I don't know what genitals anyone I come in contact with has on the daily. No, I don't know. Unless they tell me. Exactly. And I I don't care. Yeah, I always say that, like, whatever is between your legs is between you and whoever you're sleeping with. Yeah. I don't care. Like, some, like, first of all, there's birth defects where people aren't born with a vagina. Women. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, people with XY chromosomes might not be born with a vagina. Or people with... Or XX chromosomes might not yeah. be more than the vagina. And people with XY might not be more than the penis. Are they, like, not a man or a woman because of their genitals? I know. Or what if my penis got cut off for some reason? Am I n- not a boy anymore? Yeah, why are we so concerned Who cares? between someone's because legs? Because if weird. something like that happened, I wouldn't go announcing it to everybody. No. Because it's nobody's business. God, it's, it's And it doesn't weird. matter. No. It doesn't define me. It doesn't define how I act. Exactly. Or how I act towards others. Exactly. So, Bethany Frankel, shut the fuck up and maybe educate yourself and then educate your daughter. True. Thanks. Period. Also, fun fact, <laughs> I have to share this. So, sometimes she pops up in my feed. I don't know if it's stuff you like or just, like, I see her in general. 
And you know who I always think of in my mind, who I think it is at first? Who? Bethany Moda, the YouTuber. Who's that? Do you remember her? No. I'm going to show you a picture of her because she was a big YouTuber back in the day. Um, she, I think she was like, she did like blogging and fashion and everything. Bethany Moda. Remember her? She looks like Cecily Strong. Strong. Oh, she really does in that picture. From SNL. She didn't look like that back in the day. But she did, like, fashion and makeup, and she would do, like, haul videos. Oh, well, that that looks nothing like Bethany Frankel. (laughs) Oh, I know. But, like, I just see Bethany, and I'm like, Bethany Moda? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. And, yeah, she was big in, like, 2010s, like, the early 2010s, when YouTube was, like, Um, rampant. Gotcha. Okay. Um... I thought you would know who she is. That's funny that you don't. But anyway, that's why I always picture in my mind when I see Bethany Franklin. I have to, like, take a step back and be like, no, this is a completely different person. <laughs> yeah, completely different. <laughs> Bethany Moda is not transphobic as far as I know. <laughs> as far as I know, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My toast goes to Bretman Rock for being the first man ever to be on the cover of Playboy. I think this is super important because obviously Playboy is like meant to be for straight men because it's just been like women's boobs everywhere <laughs> for since the beginning of this. Right. But I feel like, you know, with the times, like you have to change with the times. Right. So, and if you want to like broaden your audience and keep getting new people and keep, you know, keep growing your brand, you have to branch out of what you know, maybe the original business plan was or the original branding idea was. Right. And I'm glad it was Bretman Rock because I think he's so cool. I think he's just, like, someone who... Like, he. I don't feel like he's just a YouTuber. I feel like he's really someone who's, like, capitalizing off of, like, his success and just, like, not posting stupid shit on YouTube, like, just for likes or something. I agree. Like, he has his own makeup, or, like, he's, collab- he's like, collabed with different brands and stuff for makeup. Yeah. And he's, like, actually genuinely funny and, like, actually seems like a genuinely nice person. I agree. Which is always a plus. So, yeah, if you haven't seen the cover, you should check it out. He's in, like, yeah. the classic Playboy Bunny costume. Yeah, I mean, like, Playboy, obviously, it's, like, for men's eyes. But, mm-hmm. like... A lot of men like men, so, like... Exactly. Why not throw in a guy every once in a while? Right. Or, you know, men like both. Yeah. Some men like both, You so. have dead, so... Who yeah. cares now? I'm sure yeah, he would have liked that. Yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know anything about his political beliefs. I'm just assuming he was homophobic. Probably. He just <laughs> a nasty old man, so... <laughs> I feel like anyone, like, that obsessed with women and everything and, like, their nudity has yeah. to be homophobic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is all we have. Um, you guys know where to find us on Instagram at Pop Enough About Pop Culture. Rate us five stars on Apple Music. Like, subscribe, follow, whatever the fuck you do. I don't know. Remember that Britney Spears is not free yet, but we are almost, almost there. We are almost there. <laughs> almost there. Okay, bye. Bye.